When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, while we wait for Kofi's decision, Kentucky? That can't be. Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, is knee-deep in studying the Big Ten. Illinois is not in his top three as it stands now. Who is? Purdue, for sure. Michigan, absolutely. Then it's kind of a contest, I think, between Ohio State and Maryland for that third spot. All right, Ritchie will break down a crazy, crazy, crazy offseason in Big Ten basketball in this week's podcast. Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, good morning. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. It's Monday here at the News Gazette. Uh, usually Monday morning is when I get to join Scott Ritchie, but it being July 5th, Scott decided to sleep in today, citing a holiday of some sort. So it's the afternoon when we're we're doing his Inside Illini Basketball podcast. Is that right, Scott? I mean, even on a quote-unquote holiday for the rest of the world, I'm being attacked on my own podcast. <laughs> I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Scott Ritchie had a heck of a weekend. Called him on Saturday morning. He was getting his bottle rockets together outside his uh, farmhouse in Eureka to shoot at the cattle. Is that is that what happened? <laughs> uh, your ability to paint a word picture just and like make it up on the spot is amazing. Uh, no, but you did call me Saturday. Uh, to inform me, because I had yet to even consider checking the internet, that Illinois had a, a new commitment in the class of 2022. Crazy. We're going to Ohio for that one. It was the last time uh, we dipped in the great state of Ohio for a recruit. I believe Maverick Morgan is the last okay. native Ohioan to to join Illinois. But, uh, yeah, the newest future Illini, a class of 2022 guard, Sincere Harris, um, originally from Canton, Ohio, I believe, but he has played the last two years at St. Vincent, St. Mary, and Akron, um, better known 
of course, as LeBron James's alma mater. That's heady stuff. Uh, Illinois basketball making news over the July 4th weekend. We got all sorts of deadlines coming up. We got the NBA draft withdrawal deadline. Is that right? That's coming up. Is that this week? That's this week uh, on Wednesday, okay. July on 7th. Wednesday. And that, that's the NCAA's deadline, of course. Okay. Because right. the NBA has its own deadline, which I guess is maybe more for international prospects because if you're not going to be in the draft ultimately and still want to play college basketball, you have to make that decision on Wednesday. And that's that's kind of that's how it's been the last few years since the NCAA kind of changed its rules. You know, it's 10 days after the, the end of the combine has been sort of the the barometer for that. So uh, big news perhaps coming okay. this week. Just checking the NCAA still a thing, right? They still have... For the <laughs> for the time being, okay. the NCAA is still um, theoretically in charge of college mm. athletics. Uh, that, you know, all things grow and adapt, and we'll see what in a couple of years what the NCAA status is. But for now, yes, Wednesday is the deadline by the NCAA. Okay, since we left last left the podcast booth, oh, only a few things happened. A recruit from Ohio. Kofi transferring to Kentucky. Is that Kentucky? <laughs> Where? Uh, maybe not quite yet. Okay. But uh, Kofi Coburn is, in fact, in the transfer portal and made that decision um, at another deadline in July. You know, July 1st was – you had to be in the portal by July 1st to take advantage of the new you know, free transfer that everyone gets. And it happened, and – to the surprise of, I think everyone, maybe you know, outside of the just the very core Illinois basketball circle, um, but a surprising news certainly. But you can look at it in a, a few different ways. On one hand, you know, Kofi is making perhaps the best decision, perhaps the best business decision for himself. You know, not only. Is he still going through the pre-draft process up until this Wednesday? But you know, being in the transfer portal opens up all of his options, and especially when you kind of factor in, you know, the opportunity to benefit on his own name, image, and likeness, which comes with some caveats of its own because he is obviously an international student on a visa, and there's not clear-cut sort of directions on how that might work. Um, because for some people on student visas, that might, you know, in fact, not work with their visa and turn them from a student into uh, sort of a quote-unquote employee of some sort. So there's some areas that sort of need to be ironed out there. And, you know, Illinois was sort of, University was dealing with this when NIL happened uh, on July 1st. And they don't have all the answers yet. Um, another way you can look at it is even if he's in the transfer portal, there's a maybe a better chance he actually comes back to college basketball now. Um, just the fact that he is thinking about those options means all of the different reports over the last two months that he was 100% in the draft and not coming back to college basketball, maybe not so much. And Illinois could still be his his destination. Um, we won't have any clarity on all of that until, one, he either stays in the draft on Wednesday or pulls out. And then two, where he ultimately decides to, if he does 
return to college basketball, play next season. My head is spinning. There, there's a lot to this, and the whole free transfer, NIL, and on top of it, the draft. There's just there's a lot going on. But as I said, you know, this week there will be at least a bit more clarity. Because if he's staying in the draft, then that's it. He's gone, and Illinois fans won't have to worry about him playing in a different uniform, perhaps next season. It's still spinning. You haven't, you haven't helped me. You well, haven't done anything to appease my angst. Thanks. Well, there's a, there is a bit of that going around the fan base, and like I understand why he would enter the transfer portal at the the time that he did because it creates some security for him. Not that Illinois was ever going to, if he had even the iota of interest in returning, they're going to have a scholarship for him. But there's other players who's like, you, know, you you'll wait around and pull your name out of the draft, but like your school thought you were gone and they sort of moved on without you, and now you don't have a spot anymore, and you're not in the portal and might have to sit out a year. So it makes certain sense there, but like the idea of Kofi playing somewhere else next year in college basketball that's not Illinois, like how do you wrap your head around that? Because this is a guy, you know, Josh Whitman was talking a few weeks ago, was like going to have his jersey in the rafters. And if he transfers, do you still put it up? Hmm. I mean, I technically, yes. Because he, right? he meets the criteria. Sure. But, you know, you know Io Desumu talked a lot about legacy. And mm-hmm. it was part of his reason for choosing Illinois in the first place and part of his reason for returning twice. Um yeah, I think you know, if Kofi does return to college basketball elsewhere, whether it be Kentucky, which seems to everyone sort of assuming that's where he'll go, or who knows, somewhere else, there'll always sort of be that little bit of a taint to the legacy, a little caveat. It was like, well, he had a terrific two years at Illinois, and then he left. Maybe he's just playing with everybody. Maybe Illinois <laughs> knows. Um, well, I think the fact that he's... You know, in the like made the move to go in the portal. You know, expresses his willingness to okay, maybe this pro thing's not going to work out this year. So they might be feeling better about just the chances of him playing college basketball. But the fact that they have to sort of re-recruit him hmm. after you know he developed into a consensus second-team All-American as a sophomore, like, there's just it's a strange feeling and it's a strange world. I think that college basketball is going to be in maybe yeah just moving forward in general. All right. We'll uh, keep on top of that every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Good morning, Illini Nation. One of the stranger off-seasons in in memory continues at warp speed. Yeah, because they still haven't hired a third assistant coach. Don't yet. worry about that. Well, Josh right. Whitman says not to, not to worry. So. Not to worry. But, like, there are three. NBA of- still going on. That's your theory. Sure, I guess, but. You know, and the Suns keep winning, so it keeps the the Brian Randall story alive. Even if I still don't understand why he would make the switch after, especially now, he could win a NBA championship. Saw a cool photo of him with his Western Conference Finals cap in hand. Yeah, so it'd be if the Suns win first Illini NBA champ since well, Celtics back in '76. Maybe. 
That's a long time ago. Yeah. That was 11 years before I was born. So, um, Illinois kind of being... In a barn. In a hospital, in fact, like most people are these days. Mr. Fort Wayne. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, there are three evaluation periods this month. Basically, all of July is, like, very important on the recruiting calendar. And I would think Brett Underwood would want to have his full staff for this month. And if not, then it'll you know, be Chester Frazier, who was the lead recruiter on Cincy Harris. So, obviously, he's more than pulling his weight on the recruiting front. Um, Jeff Alexander, who's making some inroads as well. And then... Tyler Underwood will fill the third role, which you know, in his new position as what, director of recruiting and scouting. I think that happened since our last podcast. Do you think the director of recruiting and scouting is living in the basement of the head coach? Can we verify that? Well, he has had his own place in Champaign since you know, he you know, moved to Champaign at the same time his family did and joined the Illinois roster. So... Because it's a great house, the head coach. Yeah. Um, I would live in the basement and be okay with it. I'll say I'm not sure you're being invited, but I, I suppose Tyler would be. I mean, obviously he's Brad's son, but I think you know, he'd probably keep his own place. Just asking. Yeah, I suppose the uh, next time I see Brad, I'll be asking, do you have a, a squatter living in your basement? <laughs> Were you surprised that, by that move, Scott Ritchie? Not that Tyler Underwood was going to make the move from being a college basketball player to being on a college basketball staff. I mean, that was that was the plan really, you know, last year and the pandemic sort of got in the way and he wound up getting you know, his sixth year of eligibility, you know, because he missed a full season with an injury. Um and then just all of the pandemic stuff, there weren't a lot of, you know, coaching carousel moves so there weren't maybe some grad assistant opportunities so instead he picked up i believe a second master's at illinois to go with his bachelor's degree so three degrees from u of i and then you know jumps into a staff position because he's moved he wasn't going to go be a grad assistant somewhere and pick up a third master's would be my guess but just that it's at illinois maybe a little bit of a surprise um but can't say that there's anyone that knows what the head coach wants, mm-hmm. maybe more than the guy that's played for him for six years and, you know, lived with him for his entire life. All right, so you got new coaches, you got uh, still some roster uncertainty. What else is going on in this boring, dry summer? <laughs> <laughs> I could stand for it to be a little more boring. Like, college basketball has evolved much like the NBA has where it's a 12 month out of the year all 12 months of the year sport um in terms of roster uncertainty uh Illinois is a finalist of sorts for Dawson Garcia we mentioned him on the last podcast the probably former Marquette forward uh heading into a sophomore season also going through the pre-draft process so has until Wednesday for that um could stay in the draft I find that probably unlikely. Uh, he's not really on many NBA draft like big boards, and in fact is number 100 of 100 on ESPN, so not likely to get drafted, of course. And then even 
you know, after those 60 picks, there's usually about you know, between 15 and 20 more guys that you know, wind up signing either a two-way deal or maybe a G League contract with you know interest from an NBA organization, of course. So he's even falling outside of that. So NBA is an option. Going back to Marquette's an option. They need, <laughs> they really need him. You know, their front court is pretty untested, uh, especially if, with him in the portal. And then Theo John, uh, tran- grad transferred to Duke. So he was their, that's their starting front court. Um, then Illinois is an option. Made a campus visit to Champaign last week. North Carolina is an option. Made a visit to Chapel Hill last week as well. And then Arizona is the last of the three others. I believe he's made the visit to Tucson. Um, interesting kind of situations at all three in the front court. North Carolina is more set. Armando Baycott is coming back. He pulled out of the draft process. They, they added two transfers in Justin McCoy from Virginia and Brady Manick from Oklahoma, who's best known as being Larry Bird's doppelganger. Um, so, you know, Dawson Garcia would probably play a combo 4-5 role there. Arizona, new coach Tommy Lloyd, they've got pretty young front court. Um, would imagine Dawson Garcia maybe playing more four there because he played mostly five, you know, in the front court with Theo John and Marquette. And at Illinois, I mean, there's uncertainty with Kofi, the uncertainty with Dawson Garcia, like what he might do. But like the best case scenario, which I give a, I mean, not zero percent chance of happening, but like zero adjacent is if Kofi comes back and then the one remaining scholarship also goes to Dawson Garcia, then you have the best front court, I think, in college basketball, arguably. If Kofi doesn't come back, then Dawson Garcia could play the four next to Omar Payne easily. Or and then he also plays some, some five, you know, and play maybe alongside a guy like Coleman Hawkins. There's a lot of length in that front court. But we'll see. Yeah, I keep thinking that uh, someone uh, knows what's going on and it's going to work out. Uh, and then I keep getting surprised when it doesn't work out, when some of the coaches leave. And, and yeah, maybe and, it really is that uncertain and that strange. I mean, I think that's just what college basketball is going to be from now yeah. on, especially with with the transfer portal being what it is. and. You get guys that don't leave because they're they upset with playing with time, but they're just like, what else is out there for me? Like, so we'll see. Uh, college basketball is not going to be the same. You're not going to have a team built around a bunch of seniors that stayed for four years, and you know you fans got to watch them sort of grow up. I mean, you'll have some of those guys. Trent Frazier is a guy like that. Demonte Williams is a guy like that, but they're the the rarity, and. Illinois will still be fine. I mean, obviously, you know, I would assume it was going to be gone no matter what. So, you know, you were banking on that. But then, you know, lose Adam Miller, somewhat surprisingly, I guess, potentially lose Kofi, um, not just to the draft, but maybe to another college program, which would be, you know, a blow. But, you know, Illinois was able to add a guy like Alfonso Plummer. So that's, I mean, it was a good move. Yeah, was able to add Omar Payne early in the, the transfer process, which was, Another good move. And is their ceiling as high? No, because, I mean, you could potentially lose two All-Americans. But the floor doesn't drop out. I mean, I think they can still be competitive in the Big Ten. 
and which makes you pretty competitive nationally. Um, but if they add Kofi, I think jump back into the conversation because they're not a top twenty-five team right now. Maybe just don't, they will knock on the door, perhaps, but not a top twenty-five team. Add uh, Kofi, that's top fifteen minimum, maybe top ten. The best case scenario where you add Kofi Coburn and Dawson Garcia again, zero adjacent chance, I think, but it's not zero for sure. It's like a top five team, mm. top three team. There you go, Scott Ritchie. All right, um, you were at the name, image, and likeness uh, seminar, if you will, last week at Smith Center uh, when area businessmen and women uh, took seats in the auditorium for Brad Underwood to, to speak to him. What what was that like? Did you learn anything? Um, learned a little bit, just more about the process of NIL and how maybe the deals will be made. And you know, Brad Underwood was there basically as a salesman. He was given, you know, the the pitch. It was like you should, you know, invest in our guys. Um, but I think, you know, a couple things I took away from that was like, this is all on the the athletes themselves. Like the university can't, as Josh Woman you know, said, play matchmaker between brand and business and athlete. Um, and all athletes have to do, like, they don't have to get these approved by the university. They just have to tell. The DIA. Yeah, I have this deal with Cameo. This deal with Andre Corbello's case, La Bamba. U of I Credit Union. Actually, this is this is his first, you know, endorsement. Um, and the other thing was like they're using this app. It's called Op- Open Doors, and you know, professional athletes have been using it for a while now. And one of the area business men that was there asked about it, and like asked like, well what's open doors's role in this and essentially was if a local business connects with a, say an Illinois athlete on open doors and the deal goes 100% through open doors cuz you can upload contracts there and, and what have you and create contracts even open doors open doors gets a 30% hmm. fee all right so there was a lot of uh interesting reactions to that from the area business people that you know the deals have to essentially eventually be uploaded to open doors so that's how you know the athletes sort of inform the athletic department of what they've got but i imagine there'll be lots of contract negotiations outside of that app so the, the businesses aren't paying a 30 percent sure fee essentially so uh who's signed deals so far that you know of so that's well, the two you just said. Well, the two that have been the most that were the most active before July first, in terms of being like open for business, Trip Fraser and Cabello, they're the ones that have done the most. Um, I mentioned the U of I Credit Union with Cabello. He's also on Cameo. Um, Trent Fraser got a deal with GoPuff, which is essentially like DoorDash but for snacks. Um, He's on, I believe, on Cameo as well. VidSig, which is essentially Cameo, is basically like he'll record a video message and you can get him to record a happy birthday to your cousin or whatever. Um, Demonte Williams is on Cameo. Like Brandon Podzimski is also on 
cameo. So that, that seems to be the popular one, just video monetization. But I mean, Trenton Andre got the the maybe more like endorsement deals. I saw Luke Goody um, joining a recruiting service. Uh, not Letter? service, but more like site. Just okay. He's going to write a blog for them. Okay, that's what we're going to get into here. We're gonna now paying these student athletes to provide content. Is that right? Did I? I mean, in that situation, yes, but. Just in terms of like when they sign their like scholarship papers or whatever, like one of the parts of that is like you will be available for media obligations. And part of that's also so like they can their likeness can be shown on BTN or whatever. Or whatever channel like the games are broadcast on. They sign away a part of their name, image and likeness for that. So I'm not sure how much. Like, I'm not gonna be slipping like Trent Frazier at 20 and be like, "Please talk to me." Yeah. So, um, I say if it gets to the point where like they're requesting that, I'll just find somebody else to write about. Interesting stuff. Uh, the business community seemingly uh, kind of intrigued, I guess. Intrigued tentatively. I mean, just there's so. I mean, this is so new, right? And it was all sort of thrown together in a hurry because yeah, the even the bill signed into law by Governor Prisker it didn't wasn't it was passed on June first and then after not a lot of run up to it and you know Joshman said they're building the plane as they're flying it as you know, in terms mm-hmm. of the DIA's sort of program for handling all of the NIL craziness so uh, I think. Intrigued, but certainly there's lots of questions to be answered, I think, from the the business side of things. All right, it's July AAU season back in gear. Where uh, should we pay, be paying attention to? There are several tournaments, in fact, you know, over the next month or so. Um, you know, the shoe br- the shoe brand leagues are you know, back in action. You know, Nike didn't have its typical season because they in most years have events in April and May and then like one more in the summer that leads into Peach Jam as being like the championship now it's just going to be essentially an extended Peach Jam in North Augusta and all, all the teams will be there and they'll obviously get a chance to play against each other Under Armour has Two weekend series, and then it's playing its championship essentially in nearby in Westfield, Indiana, at the Pacers Athletic Center, which is sort of a, a go-to location. Um, and then Adidas has its, I think, it has maybe just one preliminary week, and then sort of a championship week as well. So then, on top of the shoe brand leagues, there's all sorts of other events throughout the country because there's more than just Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, AAU teams. So, yeah, uh, lots of events in the South. Atlanta's a big one, Orlando, Atlanta area, I guess, um, in Orlando, just because there's big events centers to hold all these games at. But uh, it'll be a busy, busy month. All right, Scott Ritchie's going to return, I hope, this Sunday's News Gazette. 
college basketball extra. I mean, TBD. All right. I'm not sure Sunday's plans just yet. Okay. Well, I just said let's hope. Can I say that? Sure. But right. your, your hope is like you better do it. Right. Hope. The Big Ten, uh, lots of business as usual. Illinois is not the only school in flux. Did I see E.J. Liddell come back? E.J. Liddell official? did come back. But the other guy with the long hair didn't? He didn't, doesn't have long hair necessarily. But uh, In my I, mind, it's long. Yeah, everyone's hair is long. Your hair is long. Yeah. yeah, well. Get it cut? It's really not that long. Dwayne Washington did not. Long hair. Come back. He is staying in the draft. Won't be drafted, but might be in that. What are you in? Now on the front office of some team? I mean, I, I didn't know. I missed that hire. Mock drafts are what they are, but no one has Dwayne Washington in their first top 60. We um, could be part of the next group, 15 to 20 other guys that, that do sign a two way deal. Um, Marcus Carr is uh, going to play college basketball, just won't be at Minnesota. Of course, his top four, he's got Kentucky, Kansas, Texas, and Louisville. Of those four, like, I think Louisville is really the only place that makes any sense because Kentucky obviously added Ty Ty Washington and Georgia transfer, transfer Severe Wheeler. Texas has added every other transfer, I think, in the portal. But they did add a point guard in Devin Askew, added another guard in Timmy Allen out of Utah. Kansas got Remy Martin from Arizona State. Uh, Joseph Yasufu, bowling book native from Drake. And Louisville could use him, so maybe he'll make that move. But we'll see. That just that, that news just came out today. Uh, Michigan kept their point guard uh, who withdrew from the NBA, but Iowa took another hit. Yeah, uh, Devontae Jones, who is transferring to Michigan from Coastal Carolina, Withdrew from the draft, so he'll play for the Wolverines. Gives them a veteran guy alongside Eli Brooks and Brandon Johnson, what otherwise is a pretty young roster. Pretty good roster, but pretty young. And yeah, Joe Wieskamp was, I think, maybe one of the clear winners from the NBA draft combine and you know showed that not only is he a really good shooter, but maybe one of the best under-the-radar athletes that we just didn't know about. Like, kind of a ridiculous vertical. And also, he just tested well, then played well in the five-on-five. So he is staying in the draft. And like he moved up into the – he's not a first-round pick, but like solidly second-round pick. And like he can make some some noise just as being a shooter and being a shooter, really. That's a, a big part of his game. No secret audio tapes released this week, as far as I know of. Around the Big Ten, saying, I hate you, coach. Yeah, so Wisconsin's still the only Big Ten program <laughs> dealing with that. Um, which, yeah, not going away until something right. else uh, takes you know, the I headlines. Br- I bring this up. Purdue, right? They got their big guy back. Trevor Williams is coming back. Um, so oh, pairing oh, him fan. with Jaden Ivey. And everyone, like, just sort of the the vibe around the Big Ten is like everyone expects, like, Jaden Ivey to have an Io DeSumo-type breakout. Hmm. Um, Playing well with the USA basketball, I understand. Yeah, he's on the U19 World Cup team. Is playing well. And like he really came on at the end of last year. Um, had a big moment in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, Purdue, I mean, they didn't have any seniors, I don't think. So, like, they have returned everyone that was on, you know, four seed in the NCAA tournament. And they just got older and 
you know, you think potentially better. All right, here's my question to you. Judging the rosters as you know them right now, this very instant, I need my top three Big Ten teams heading into the next season. Don't give me but, 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 because I can see it coming already. Yeah. Just give me your top three teams. As things stand. Right now. Right this very moment. Uh, number one, probably Purdue. Brian Cardinal just texting. Said, good call, Richie. It's about the best first, text uh, we've had into the program. First good call ever. Yeah. Is, is what he, <laughs> that was the second part of the message. Thanks, Brian. Um, so, yeah, one, Purdue, two, Michigan, and then three, I'm still tempted to say Ohio State. Mm. I think E.J. Liddell, not only has he been good, but I think he's going to continue to be pretty good. And even without Dwayne Washington, I kind of really like their incoming freshman, Malachi Branham. Teammates, in fact, of Sincere Harris, the newest Illinois commit, won a state title at St. Vincent, St. Mary. Then they added uh, a transfer guard as well, one of the Penn State guards, um, Jamari Wheeler. I had to really think there for a second because they're all kind of the same in terms of what they did at Penn State. Um, so that helps them defensively because they weren't great defensively in the backcourt last year. Um, so Ohio State, except maybe Maryland would be like knocking on the door for that third spot. Can't wait. Can't wait for all the rosters to get settled, coaches to get hired, schedules to be released. Oh, it's going to be a fun August, September maybe. Hopefully you know, the whole roster being settled, coaches hired thing happens before August. But, yeah, you know, that's just me. All right. We'll uh, keep up to date. As I said, every morning, 6 a.m. What did you have this morning, Scott? I didn't even read it. ESPN rankings? Yeah, ESPN okay. updated their okay. 2022 through 2024 rankings. Lots of Illinois targets okay. in there. Um, and tomorrow... I mentioned sort of all of Dawson Garcia's options. I break it down a little more. Oh, and good great. morning, Line Nation. All right. Listen to him on radio. Read him online. Follow him on Twitter. Buy, Scott Ritchie. Buy a copy of the News Gazette, even. Even the print edition. It's worth the buck fifty and three bucks on Sunday, man. That's a bargain, I'm telling you. All right, Scott Ritchie. I appreciate all the info. We'll talk to you next Monday morning, hopefully. See ya.